0: What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Uh, I am perfectly fine this fine evening. I've just recovered from from COVID, so from the Rona. Yeah, from the I Rona. beat the Rona with minimum minimal casualties. My only uh, concern is my loss of smell, but I think I can speak pretty well. I'm speaking fine, right? I I, I don't think I don't think the Rona caused you loss of loss of. Speech though. Well, my throat was in pain for the past few days, but but it's fine now, so I'm ready for
1: this. (laughs) You're ready to use your throat again?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to pleasure the world with my throat.
1: With your throat, okay. But are you ready to be pleasured back? That that's the real question.
0: Uh, I don't know about that, but I'll try my best.
1: I mean, it, it 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 is your throat that is being that is being used so you know it's it it is important
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah all right so uh jimmy thank you thank you for coming back into the into the show we're going to talk about this 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 movie and that we got a chance to watch together like like actually like sitting next to each other and uh, we'll we'll talk about the movie in a second. But I wanted to ask you again because you you had thoughts on this. You or when we were in the theater. You ordered a crepe that was also a pizza, which oh, is which is God. which is funny because you hate the French and the Italians. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you, you did that to yourself.
0: Well, you see, uh, it it was an act of of sacrilege, right? Because uh, I was like, wow, pizza crepe, disrespecting the French and the Italians, sign me up. Uh, what I didn't consider was that it would be disrespecting the temple of my body as well. Because uh, it was disgusting. You remember Pizza Cone? I remember Pizza Cone. The the, the,
1: the Pizza Cone incident was, uh, was uh, a memorable one, yeah. Because you were so excited for it.
0: Oh god, I was so excited for Pizza Cone, but uh, if we remember correctly, Pizza Cone every bite a new nightmare. That was the yeah. the tagline for the product, and it just got
1: worse every 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 bite, right?
0: Yeah, it it yeah, and it was the cheese. Uh, it was kind of like the ghost of, of cheese. Uh, it was flavorless, but somehow nauseating. Um, yeah. And this time, with with Pizza Crepe, uh, it was like the sequel. It it tasted the exact same as Pizza Cone, except it wasn't crunchy, and it was sickeningly sweet. So, yeah, it was even more of a nightmare. Okay, Uh, I I think it's important to to
1: bring that up, because, um, well we're gonna talk about a movie and it is not a part of a trilogy but it is like a third movie and we're gonna we're gonna like we're bound to bring the previous two up so if the witch was the pizza cone and the lighthouse was the pizza crepe what will be the equivalent of of this movie of the Northmen? We have to find a new a new pizza related Man. item that will that will ruin that will wreck your wreck your throat. Yeah, a and brand
0: new pizza nightmare for the North. Yeah, North. so so I I, I want to ask
1: everyone who who listens if you can give us like a recommendation of like a, a, an absolutely horrible pizza related item that shouldn't be there, so that we can have a conclusion to this uh, to this ongoing uh, pizza nightmare arc.
0: I have Which a candidate, way? surprisingly. Oh. oh, please do. Uh, I don't remember the brand name, but the other day I was at the fancy store. Um, the fancy store? Yeah, you know where... How fancy is this store? Well, it's where where the Republicans buy their groceries. Oh, so,
1: that fancy store. Yeah,
0: that fancy store. Uh, so I was in the Frozen Isle um, looking for foodstuffs. And they had bao, right? About ba- baoji. Uh, oh, steam buns. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, they they made a food to reference the 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 Pixar short film. Exactly. Like, the Nightmares.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on, on the famous Pixar movie, by the see whole new craze. Uh, yeah. Steam steam dumplings, right? Yep. Uh, so steam I... dumplings
1: was my nickname in high school.
0: <laughs> I I grabbed the box. Oh, because because your buns were always hot exactly <laughs> so i, I grabbed a, a box and i threw it in my car then I, I get home i'm like oh i should try those dumplings um i i grab it and i look at it and it says um pizza bao i i did not realize this when i grabbed it i thought it was like pork or some shit i guess it, it is pork right because it has pepperoni in it but I, I thought it was gonna be you know chinese uh no, th- these bow are filled with uh, mozzarella cheese and pepperoni.
1: Uh, that sounds gross.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're not great. They are not as bad as as pizza cone or pizza crepe, but I think it's apt. Um, and and I guess we'll get more into that uh, later on. But but it's actually a, frankly a pretty good comparison in the trilogy but still audience send us your pizza nightmares this is not the end
1: we would love to slice city
0: slice city
1: Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. I am Jimmy. Reviewing The Northman. And this is The Rollback.
0: The Rollback. The
1: Rollback. All right. The Northman, conquer your fate. Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who's on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his Father. So we have the new movie by Robert Eggers, who has become a full-blown rock star after delivering us great. uh, I think I think it's safe to say to call them modern classics with uh, The Witch and The Lighthouse, and he's rounding up his his uh, what you refer to as the the trilogy. Yeah. uh, uh, By the the Northman, it's a it's a new version of um, it's it's Macbeth, right? Yeah, it's Macbeth. Wait, Isn't it, Ham- is it Ham- Hamlet? It's one of the two, and <laughs> it's 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 one of the two. So so it's it's a modern version of Hamlet, which means that you know it's a modern version of like something like Lion King, but you know, with white with white men, and yeah. um, which is you know what, what what exactly it needed. And we have a big cast. We have uh, Alexander Skarsgård of of the Tarzan fame. We have uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. From, uh, from the Before Trilogy, we have Anya Taylor-Joy from from previous Eggers film, and we have Nicole Kidman from the AMC commercial. So, we have a big cast, we have a big story, it is the first Eggers movie that's not made by A24, so, but there's a bit of A24 still in there, so you can see that that's that's more of his style. So this is big, his big studio outing, uh, big, big budget movie, big, big cast, um, then we're gonna talk if if you think he uh, if we think he he stuck the landing. I, I, I want to hear what you think because I I think you were more excited than than I was about this one, and uh, but yeah, uh, what did you think of uh, the the
0: Northman? The the Northman. Um, yeah. So I I did go into this one uh, pretty much blind. I I don't think I had seen a trailer for it. Um but I knew a, a little bit about the subject matters. As you know, uh, I never got over my 13 year old uh, biking obsession, so yeah. I still like everything uh, Nordic and I, I do have a tattoo of a rune in the back of my of my neck. Yeah, um, so I yeah, I, I was pretty, pretty excited about it um, going in. Uh Anya I, I love Anya you know um I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of of uh, her her Netflix TV show uh Gatito de dama Yeah um, that one, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Queen's Gambit right
1: yeah, yeah the the yeah the 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 one where she uh she stares at people
0: Yeah fa- fantastic wow. staring really yeah. yeah like she could yeah. be in a Kubrick movie
1: it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, you know, uh, hopefully Kubrick will, will call her soon, um, there, <laughs> I was trying not to break, okay, yeah, uh, so yeah, so we, we like Anya in, in this house, you know, we, we watch her grow up since, since, uh, the witch, uh-huh. you know, the witch, and, and now she's just in this one, um, yeah, so, you know, you, you mentioned you, you have a rune tattoo, I, I, I always thought it was an F to pay respect,
0: uh it's it's both um i I think it's an f i'm not well okay i'm not gonna go into it right now but it can be anything you want baby um (laughs) so yeah the the movie i went in uh kind of kind of excited frankly and i came out um kind of puzzled i guess i i didn't really know how to feel about it after the first watch and okay. not that there have been any subsequent watches, but yeah. it it wasn't an odd one. I think we both share that, that feeling, right?
1: It was a it was a movie that definitely left me in a in a not an uncomfortable position, but definitely in a uh, and it wasn't underwhelming either. I didn't go in with any hype. I just I I knew I was gonna go in for some hijinks uh and i understand this is like his his movie where he's trying to like you know he he has a, a lot of good graces because you know the the a24 kids love the love his first two movies uh they were you know very very well well accepted um and i think this is him reaching you know trying to trying to go maybe not mainstream maybe that's not the word well, well, no, actually,
0: dinner. yeah, I would yeah. say, we we, uh, we kind of see him as, oh, he's the bad boy of cinema, right? He gave us The Lighthouse. That was bold. The Lighthouse is a super, super bold movie, actually. Not only was it shot in the, a square format, 4x3, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it was also wide release in black and white. It was very theatric, just heavily... Um, Dark
1: shadows, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was very gross. It was intentionally a, a very um, like gross-out humor kind of movie, and and it really walked the line between a comedy and a tragedy and a horror movie. You know, it went everywhere. Um, I, I watched it recently, and and it was even wilder than I remember, uh, tbh. Uh, so so he goes in with all this uh, piss ass, right? And and now he's doing a movie with Universal, and and I do think it does feel a lot more mainstream. And I'm not sure how much of that was him, and how much of that was the studio and producers. Um, but it, it is a lot more subdued. Um, and and that's where actually I think that the comparison comes in, uh, because Pizza Cone, Everybody a New Nightmare. That applies to the to the witch as well. Uh, the witch starts out with um, uh, with a with a a sentencing, right? They are banishing this family because they are not Christian enough, or the right kind of Christian, or whatever. And so we start with religious order right from the get-go, uh, putting us in an uncomfortable position of like a super oppressive uh, Christian hegemony. Right? Um and then from the month we we keep it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse until we get that bitch. Yeah Abu And um then with the second movie, uh it it is a lot like the crepe. It's not that every bite was a new nightmare. With the crepe every bite was more or less the same. Uh but tonally it was still very concerning, right? And and very reminiscent of the past. The pizza bowl, the the pizza dumplings, Baoza, that's the that's the brand name, Baoza. Um, the Baoza was a lot more palatable, the seasoning was good, the cheese was fine, but it was still concerning, you know, it's still off putting. And and I think that applies to this movie perfectly. You you get that hint that well uh, Eggers did this, right? Um You would still get all those flavors. Uh, There's a lot of The Lighthouse in this movie. Uh, There's a little bit of The Witch in this movie. But it's definitely made by the same guy who made those. Even though it's aimed at a far wider audience. It still has... um, I guess it's a little polished, you could say. Um, Definitely. Yeah, rounded out by... It's very clearly rounded out by the studio in order to be more massively appealing.
1: I agree, and that's where I that, that's where I feel like you have to take in consideration. You know the the um, not the popular audience, but like, like yeah, like the, the 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 mainstream audience. Let me let me make you a, a another an, an comparison. I think I don't know if I've shared this story in this podcast before, but like when I went to see the lighthouse, I, I think I told you this story, but I don't know if I've told it here. Uh, I went to see it with my sister. Now my sister had not seen. The light. Uh, she had, she hadn't seen The Witch. She's never seen. I think the closest thing that she's seen to like an A twenty four project was. Uh, she saw Euphoria. She saw like Yay. Florida Project, and like that. That's as far as like she's gone. So I got out of work, and I wanted to see the Lighthouse. And she's always telling me like, oh, you always go to the movies by yourself. Like, take me. Like, take me. Like, invite me. Like, I want to go. And I was like, all right. So I told her like, hey, I want to see this movie it's called The Lighthouse. Do you want to come see it with me? And she was like, well, who's in it? I was like, Robert Pattinson, the phone. She's like, oh, I like them. Like, sure, I'll watch that. She had no idea what she was getting that's into. Great. So we watched it, and I I loved it, you know, because it's it, it I am made to watch to like those kinds of movies. Like that's that's the person that I am. Uh, but she did not did not have it. Like she she was like, what the fuck did you bring me in to watch? Like I what is this? So uh, she was definitely like like kind of shaken by it. But she w- she does accept. She she she, she did say. Uh, it, it is like a super well done movie and I, like I, I did understand the message but like the what what was that you know so when this movie came out I thought well I just I won't invite her to see it like she's still she's still telling me like oh invite me to the movies but I was like oh I just want to to this one she's she's not going to want to see another Eggers movie but I went to see it and then she, she was like you watched it and I said yeah and she said why didn't you invite me I was like, you didn't like The Lighthouse and she goes yeah but look at that cast like that's a lot of famous people I want to see that and I think that that's what that yeah. is. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause she said the same thing about Dune. She was like, look at that cast. It's amazing. It's huge. And then she watched it and she was like, what is this? Right. Like, it's all famous people are like. They're not doing anything. And I was like, no, you didn't get it. But, but yeah. So that's, that's, I think, that effect. Like, people will see a lot of famous, pretty faces and, and go, oh, this must be good. Instead of, and, 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 you know, you and me, you know, other people will be like, well, that, that's Eggers. Like I'm gonna go for Eggers, um, and they're not wrong. You know, they're not they're, they're not bad for seeing that it is an appealing thing. It, it is a way, yeah, to yeah, it works into watching a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it and it, it totally works. But if you're gonna present that, especially uh, made by a studio, you want the story to be more appealing. You want it to be more accessible. Um, you you don't have to just you know please the a24 kids. You have to please you know a bigger audience. I don't think this is Eggers reaching or the studio reaching for like an Oscar or something. I think he just received more money and was like, hell yeah, I'm going to make like a biggest, uh, I'm going to make like a bigger, better movie in a good way. And I think he achieved it, uh, but me being me, I kind of have grown to enjoy the, the smaller scale films. Uh, like I like big movies. I li- right. I I I, 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 will, I will go crazy for something like you know Mad Max Fury Road, but this one I think is a good balance of you know being big and epic while also being, you know, weird, in the way that you want Eggers to be weird. Because like for example, every scene where he's like riding that horse into the universe, or like when he's uh, or when he's talking to Bjork, or like or, like uh, that that illusion with the foe. You know, all those scenes are, like, incredibly strippy and very well done, very, very eggers, but uh, it, it also had that bite of, like, you know, big studio yeah, movie. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Know? There's two kinds of weird in this movie. There are two wolves inside of you. Yeah, there, there are two wolves inside of you, and one of them is farting, and the other one is doing CGI special effects. <laughs> uh and <laughs> I mean that, that's exactly how this movie goes, right? You have um that Eggers brand of, of weird with all the, the gross out humor and, and all the religious undertones and uh all the trippy scenes like you mentioned, but then uh you have this secondary form of weirdness that comes in that there there's these CGI scenes that come out of nowhere pretty much, uh and then don't jibe with the rest of the movie at all. Um if, if you put them, if you cut them and and you put some scenes side by side, the CGI is just it's from a completely different film. Uh, and it's it's only one particular effect, which I, I think if um, if a- Eggers had done this movie alone, he probably would have handled those scenes um, a lot more differently. Uh, like maybe we just cut to to some kind of dream world or something like that or some other kind of visual indication that we're seeing like visions right Uh, Mm -hmm. so but I feel like the way it was done was one of the concessions that made things a little more explicit and understandable for general audiences and also just like more special effects you know because I feel like these universal Warner movies have this kind of quota of, you need to use lose at, lose at least these many special effects, you know? Can't all be practical.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, th- there is, like, a struggle there. Like, you, like if you're given a bigger budget, you know, you might... You, I, I think Eggers is a very creative person, and, like, if he gets a bigger budget, he's going to want to make a, bi- a big movie. And it, it's good, like, I'm, like, not gonna lie. Like, he's really so good at doing atmosphere and at, and at, doing very, and at making very creepy things. So uh, I think if he's given a, a bigger budget, he's gonna wanna do a bigger, louder movie with, like, a bigger, larger ensemble so that, you know, more people go watch it. Uh, there, there is a struggle there. But I, I, I think I ended up enjoying the movie enough And I like seeing it in theaters because I want to keep supporting Eggers, you know, I want him to keep doing really loud, very weird stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if his next movie is more uh, quiet, smaller scale and subdued. Yeah. uh, And creepier. I would not be surprised at all by that. Um, I wanted to ask you about something because when we were leaving the movie you had a very interesting take about religion and how it's being used in the movie so you, you, you want to expand on that? Right, yeah, I,
0: I did mention it a, a little bit you get all these um, Eggers uh, just, uh, religious undertones um, and, and I really like the way they were portrayed in this film uh, there is this fantastic joke uh, that really, really got to me uh, when they are talking about maybe the Christians did it. Their, their god is a corpse nailed to a tree. Uh, and that, that really that really hit me, right? And, and then uh, there's also this kind of contention between the, the protagonist and his uncle where they worship different gods in the same pantheon. Uh, and it comes up multiple times. Like, you know, my, my God is better than yours or, or my God has blessed me this way and yours hasn't. Um, and that felt really magical to me and really human to me, uh, because it's reflective of this era of the world where faiths were a little more abstract and, and real, like for these people, these things felt, uh, like real parts of their world real influences in their world and you know i'm, I'm a very religious person but i'm also a scientist uh so I, I mean i i do feel like the the world is way more mundane uh than most folks i guess but but no in, in this film it was very present and, and it was a matter of not like my God exists and yours doesn't, or my faith is, is uh, true and your faith is false. It was a matter of our gods are different and we worship different things, but but they can coexist, right? Because um, Anya comes from a different region. I think she's a Slavic uh, and her people worship nature, right? Um, so there's a part where Amleth uh, tells her uh, hey, uh, can you pray to your gods for this one thing in particular? It seems like they'd be more useful for that than mine. Uh, and and that's that's me incredible, right? He's not saying like, oh, I mean, you're crazy, right? You you worship this thing that I don't care about. He's like, hey, um, use use your religion to do this, and I'll use my religion to do this sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, there's also uh, this ritual they are doing uh, where they, they burp and they chase around. They pretend to be wolves. And that, that was also a really magical scene in my... That, that was probably the most dagger scene in the entire movie, if you agree with me.
1: I think I agree with you,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and that scene was very... Um, significant, I think, is because, you know, you see it and you're like, oh, that's gross. Why are they burping? Why is this weird? But that's just how things were back then, you know, and it's a way to bridge the idea between the, what is human um, and physiological and what is divine.
1: And then right in the middle of all that, you know, there's a fart joke. Yeah. <laughs> which I think Eggers is becoming a big fan of using you know, since uh, since the previous movie, because like, and 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 this is maybe this is maybe like the the editor in, in me talking, but that fart sound when when he's a kid and he's doing the the, the ritual, that's a stock fart sound. Oh really? Like I, I know it. Yeah, if you go to YouTube and just type like fart sound, it's like the first thing that comes up. And I don't know if, if, you know, Eggers has just gotten so used to working with very little budget or he's just like, just did that for the lols. Yeah, that sounds like a joke just for you. Sounds like a joke just for him, like just for Eggers. (laughs) He's like, like, I'm going to make this hyper, super produced movie and I'm going to use like this fart stock sound. Like he couldn't have like one person on set like, like, hey you, uh, let me know if you feel like farting because I need to record that shit. Like something, you know uh so i i i'm going to decide to believe that it, it it that he he did that for the lols like like he, like he just like he's just this, i imagine him as like this super like dark like walking in like walking through like london fog in the 1800s like holding a holding like a can, holding a candlelight and, and, but at the same time, he can just be like, man, farts are funny. Bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. completely true, and I completely agree. I think it was 100% done on purpose. Uh, maybe for a few people to notice it, but definitely mostly for him to have a laugh at.
1: Yeah, also, he's a, he's, a, he's a strange person, because if you see him, you think he's like this British guy, but he's like from New Hampshire, so, I don't know, very, very strange. Um, I think
0: people from New Hampshire are just like that.
1: Okay. So it's not... There's no special effects. Like, they, they just like...
0: Yeah, they... they I mean, they made him. All right, good to know. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean... Do you think... Do, do you consider this movie, like, to be, like... Uh, like, when it comes to, like, the action and the drama? Like, it it is a big movie, but... I don't know. Like, I saw some people reacting to it, like... I don't know, like, oh, I watched this movie. Now I want to hit the gym. Like, oh, this 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 movie pumped me the fuck up, and like, um, it didn't for me. No. <laughs> like, I was like, I was there for it because I like the things that are most memorable to me are like it was not the action. Like, there is a lot of uh, like fighting and gore and blood in this movie, but it was mostly a uh, an interesting experience because I I went more for the uh, like I'm gonna have uh, uh, William Defoe slapping in his own dick. Uh, yeah, as a bigger like memory. Than I have for like any other scene because most of the violent fight scenes were included in the trailer. Like the the big scene in the trailer was that part where th- someone throws like a like a lance and he just picks it up and like throws it back. Really, which is a cool scene. But I remember that the, the the whole trailer was centered around that one scene. Um, and it's cool but it happens like the first 10 minutes well the
0: action scenes so. were fantastic and and we did say yeah. this uh, you, you brought this up during the movie this is the Dark Souls of movies um, and, <laughs> and that was true like all the all the fight scenes there was a lot of rolling there was a lot of pairing dodging it was very Dark Souls yeah. uh, so the action scenes were, were great but they are not what spoke to me about this movie you know like so they were there because they were flashy and they were really well executed, um, but, I, but I feel like they... Mm, I mean, that, the last fight, the the volcano fight, I guess that, that was very um, impactful because it was the resolution of, of the entire movie, right? Um, but the rest of it, I, I feel like the movie lived in the quieter moments, you know, um, in in the moments between Ambleth and uh, his his Islamic, uh wife, and and the moments between Ambleth and his father, and his reflections uh, with his mother. The scenes with with the mom were fantastic. If if we wanna talk about those a little bit, uh, you said you saw it coming, right?
1: No, you saw it coming. I I, I did not. Um... The twist. So the this is uh, let's just say it's Hamlet. So 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 this is Hamlet, but oh oh hit, hit, hit my mic. Uh, so this is Hamlet, but it has a twist. So it's supposed to. So the story like it's supposed to end with like him avenging, you know, his family and coming back to like rule the kingdom. But we have this little twist of uh, the mom being like, I never loved your father. Like I'm happier now. I'm I'm I wish you were dead. Like I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that this happened. I asked him for it to happen. And you know, we have this little uh this little twist where like the mom is like, but you know, if you wanna take him out, like, you know. I, like I like sure, like go ahead. Like as as long as I stay queen, like that's fine. Um I did not see that coming, and I think that is the thing that I like the most about the movie, that 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 Eggers could have just stuck to a Oh, I'm just gonna retell the story with like Vikings, but no, he decided to add like that that little twist. I did not see it coming, but I thought that was like the part of the movie that that fucked, you know, like that part. Uh, I think will be talked about. I think that, that that's the part that's gonna leave people uh, talking because it uh, to me it was it was it was unexpected. And I told you this coming out, and I think you mentioned that you you saw it coming like from the start. No, now, no, no, I like no. Now I, I want to rewatch the movie. What what I felt, I felt
0: from the start was that mm-hmm. she was into the uncle. Like I I didn't think that she was being held a hostage or anything. I I thought uh, she was happy with with the arrangement, and I thought she might have had something to do with it. With it, but I I was not expecting her to be like you know I mean. You can you can have me as your queen like that that shocked me too. Yeah.
1: It it that that didn't shock me. I felt like it was a natural progression after what after what she revealed. Yeah,
0: so so that that was the, that was what I meant because you did say it was more like oh, it made sense. And and actually um people have said this about the Lion King forever, right? Cuz in a lion's pride the the alpha uh, mates with all the females, right? So people joke about this, like, oh, when Simba becomes uh, the king of the pride, right? He's not only banging his cousin Nala, but also his his mom. Uh, and and I don't know if if that was sort of inspiration for this, because it's something that is very talked about. But but it is a weird parallel. Between this like logical step of of what lions actually do in nature and this particular retelling of uh, Hamlet, which or our protagonist Amleth, right? We noticed that when we got out of the theater. Like,
1: oh, Amleth! Oh, oh, Hamlet. oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had that. We had that little moment. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it made sense with the Lion King because like they're animals, and like I don't care. Yeah. What they do. Like as, like, as long as they keep chilling. And, like, these people, like, if, if they existed in a, in a real-life canon, like, this happened, like, you know, a couple of years ago. So, like, it doesn't affect me either. So, like, what they did, I guess, stays between them, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I think the twist is the thing that I ended up liking the most about the movie. Um... I, I do see people reacting to this the way that I reacted to the Green Knight last year. Like to me, the Green Knight fucked. Like to me, that that was a that was a great movie, right. and 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 the visuals, you know, kept me going. Uh, I think you were more critical on it than than I was, but I, I enjoyed how how fucking bizarre and weird and pretentious it got. Like the the more second, the more the seconds passed Well, you know, my complaint this was one... that it
0: was not pretentious enough.
1: Okay. See that's that's my complaint about this one. I feel like this one is not weird enough. I feel like it needed to be more right. weird.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and
1: but but it's a studio movie, so it can't. It weirdly really can't.
0: Yeah, there was a particular scene that bothered me in that respect. Um, we we get this um, right in the middle of the movie, right, where uh, someone gives him a prophecy. They tell him, "You need to get this cursed sword. A corpse has it." He goes to get it, the corpse comes back to life, and they fight. Um, and the sword is cursed, the, the sword is, is magic. You can only draw it at night or uh, in a lake of fire. Those are the two conditions it has, right? Um, so the sword sword is magic, but then after that fight scene, we get this shot that implies that it was not real, that it happened either in his imagination or or in some sort of spiritual realm or something. What what it actually implies hard and coldly is that it didn't happen. The fight did not happen. Uh, so now I'm I'm left like okay, why can we have some magic things but not others? Why did we need to see that the fight didn't actually happen? I was perfectly happy believing that okay yeah he fought a corpse that's great that's fantastic um so i i don't know if that was put in just so like people wouldn't be like oh that doesn't make any sense that's too magical what what's what was with that that would have made the movie even more
1: dark souls like yeah by the way i just want to like say out loud like as a disclaimer i say dark souls i've never played dark soul well i me either (laughs) <laughs> I played the beginning of Demon Souls and I died like five times and I just I haven't touched it since. Exact
0: same experience, Bloodborne. Yeah, I
1: I, I started Bloodborne and then I said I'm not gonna play this and I replayed Persona Five again because that's my. Shape. Oh yeah, that's what I did too. So, yeah, boy. Um, so yeah, there so there is there is a movie here that that, that works, but there is a lot of. Things that you can tell are padded, and I do like Eggers. I I want to see him, you know, do more, but I think his next movie is is bound to be like smaller scale. Yeah, and definitely with definitely with with Dafoe in it doing do, do doing weird shit. So I'm I'm into that. This felt like a good outing, though. I'm not I'm not gonna criticize that, and I I am glad that that, that he's still you know out there making movies. The only thing that does worry me. It's, like, what this... If this is going to set, like, a precedent. Like, for example, um, let's compare him to, you know, another uh, another guy in his in his little a- A24 club, Ari Aster. So, Ari Aster also already did two movies. Creepy as shit, weird as shit, pretty iconic. And then he's doing, like, that, that next movie. And I think he is doing it with A24, the Disappointment Boulevard. And... But what if it... uh, Now I'm afraid. Now I'm afraid that it's gonna... uh, That it might be... It's not underwhelming, but... Now I'm like a little afraid. They're they're totally different directors, but... Now I'm afraid of like, what's gonna come... When that third
0: movie comes. And and the issue here, as well... Is not only that Eggers went on to work with Universal... One of the biggest studios... um, but also that A twenty four itself is becoming a bigger presence. You know, they they do producing now a, a bit more than distribution, uh, and and they keep getting more and more and more fame and money. Uh, I have not yet seen ever, everything everywhere all at once. Um, Me neither. But, but it does look like it has a, a bigger production value than past um, A24 works. And with great power comes great responsibility. So now that they are a bigger studio that's getting more attention, there's also a concern that they are going to want to keep that. You know, like maybe they're going to be playing things safer from now on. Uh, not sure what the future holds i hope that's not the case i hope we keep getting really bold works from them but we'll have to see uh how disappointment boulevard comes out definitely
1: yeah definitely
0: um
1: and you know i feel like i can talk on this because both you and i we are members of a24 alexis so you know i basically own a24 and i can say that you know they, they are doing well. Definitely. Because I represent mm-hmm. them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. C- cannot wait to flash my 24 membership card and, you know, just, you know, get kicked out of the club. Um, yeah. So, the Northmen... I... I again, I don't want to say I left underwhelmed. But I definitely enjoy it. I don't know if I'll see it again. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a pretty pretty entertaining watch. It's something that I am very very glad I watched, uh, but that I didn't. <coughs> excuse me, but that I didn't end up uh, relating to or, or adoring yeah. a lot. But 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 I am glad that it's a thing that existed and that you know made made some money and more presence for 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 Eggers. Um, I ended up giving the movie a two out of five, 2.5 out of 5 stars in, uh, in Letterboxd, so that, that's how I ended Perfectly
0: up. Perfectly reasonable. It was a very whelming movie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No one is questioning that it was, that it was badly made. It's just um, maybe not
0: for me. Uh, I, I, I meant uh, whelming as in neither overwhelming nor underwhelming.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good word. That's a 45
0: point word. Yeah. Um Yeah. But how how did you yeah. feel about the themes in the movie? Did did anything particularly speak to you?
1: Not particularly. Uh maybe because I've never wished revenge on an uncle. At least not yet. But uh there were like I said I I, I think I was there more for the visuals and for the weirder parts. Um, I did not expect to see uh, to see some uh, some some uh, some pussy hair in the in the, in the movie. Yeah. Did, did did not expect yeah. that. Not that I didn't like it. It's just uh, it's just a thing that I did did not see see it coming, and I was like, all right, well, I guess that's that's the kind of movie that uh, that we're at right now. I did not expect to see incest in the, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely forgot that Bjork was in it and. Yeah, so that's, that's I think, the, the three pillars of weirdness that I was not expecting, but, you know, I can, I can appreciate. Um, I think the parts that I liked the most were the, the trippier moments. Like, every scene where he is being talked to, uh, like, in his mind, and we see uh, him riding... The, uh, the, the ending, I, I adored. I adore when he's riding that horse uh, at the end. Uh, I love it. It's a, it's a great visual. Um, the, the trip is in with the foe, the, uh, you, you mentioned the, being a little bit bothered by the CGI, uh, when he's seeing like all the, uh, like his dynasty, like his family. Yeah. And I do, and I do agree, but while you can tell that it's CGI, it's a, it's a good design. Like, I think it's a good looking design. Um, I don't know how you could have achieved that in like practical effects. I, I'm not sure. I, I am absolutely sure that Eggers would have found a way to do it, yeah. but you know. Bigger budget, he probably wants to save time. Like I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, themes, not really, not really uh, c- captured or enamored by the by the themes in this. Um, I loved your take on on how religion was used, but I, since I'm not a religious person, I don't think I, I became too attached to that. But I, I do think uh, it's in that take is the most interesting thing that can be said about this movie. I think.
0: So here's the thing, though, and I thought it was funny that you mentioned uh, pretty much twice uh, when you brought up that some people went to see this movie and they were like, oh, I want to get ripped. They want to like be like him, essentially. Yeah. That, that's the destillate, right? And then you said, I've never wanted revenge. Um, and I think that's the primary thing about this movie. It's, it's, it's a very masculine movie. Uh, and I think that's one thing that Marks did as part of that DA trilogy. Uh, because when, when we got The the Witch... The, the Witch touches a lot on toxic masculinity on, on part of the father, right? Uh, and how his pride uh, destroys his family, essentially. But also uh it's a, it's the most feminine movie he's made so far cuz our viewpoint character is uh Thomason, and it's ultimately a story about her growth and her struggles uh with a very puritan family and and a very antagonistic mother and having to to take care of children right that that are not hers uh and all the expectations that leering from her own brother you know like it's it's a very feminine experience and i think that's why it speaks to people the most cuz i i honestly think the witch is his most beloved movie um mm-hmm. and particularly when you mentioned your sister didn't like the lighthouse um not a lot of women i know like the lighthouse and i think that it's because it's a very intensely masculine story and and it's a very homoerotic story definitely um there are a lot of She did
1: Huh she did mention something that she, she did. She did mention that uh, she got a conclusion out of the lighthouse that she did like. She said that the lighthouse is like a metaphor of what
0: happens when only men are in charge. Yeah, correct.
1: So if you see that the lighthouse, both the lighthouse and the witch are like strangely feminist movies.
0: <laughs> Uh, Yes, but I feel like the witch is a bit more accessible because we get those uh, female viewpoint characters, right, in both Thoma'sin and her mom, because her mom is also heavily affected by the events of the film, even if she's a little antagonistic towards the protagonist at some points. Uh, But in The Lighthouse, we don't get that. And in The Lighthouse, uh, all all we see are two toxic men being toxic to each other, right? Um, And... And that's why it's a little less accessible to a female audience. Because um, I, I feel like as as uh, more masculine folk, right, we, we can relate a little bit more with some of the impulses in the movie. It invites us to reflect on ourselves, you know, and, and the actions we take and the presence we exert on the world. Uh, and, and like I mentioned, there's also some slight uh, queer elements in there. So maybe that's... Absolutely. Uh, Makes it a little bit of a more rounded experience. This movie does not really have that very much at all. It is a very intensely masculine experience, even more so. From everything from the focus to the way that that the female characters are treated, right? I mean, the mom has a lot of agency um, in her choices, but ultimately... She, she gets swept away, right? And, and I guess that's part of the theme, too, because she talks about how she was uh, pretty much uh, forced into her position by, by the father in the beginning. Uh, and then, eventually, her role just became being whoever's queen, right? Whether it was the uncle or the son. Uh, yeah. she, she was essentially relegated herself to the position of trophy, and then Anya, in the exact same position, she becomes enslaved. Uh, she reveals against her, her captors, but she's still captured through the entire movie. And she eventually forms a bond with Amleth. Uh, even though her character was bisexual, uh, we do see her flirting with, with women um, and, and having sex with them in the movie. Uh, so even though she has a little bit more agency, she's still relegated to the destiny of the men, right? And she becomes the mother of Amleth's children. Um, and ultimately the main story is this guy doing whatever he can to secure his lineage and to avenge his dad. And there's some tenderness in there. The The love between his father and him was very pure and, and very sweet. Um, but because it's an action film and because it's a revenge story, a lot of that gets buried under this intensely masculine and intensely, like, Nordic aesthetic of a Viking a warrior, right? He's described as a berserker at many points throughout the movie. So he he is the embodiment of that archetype. He doesn't really do a lot to break out from it. Uh, there, There's a lot of, of toxic masculinity that's aligned with it, right? Because ultimately he decides to abandon his family in his quest for vengeance right um there's that conflict that he has at one point where he's like well i I could escape with them uh maybe if i don't kill my uncle he's eventually going to come back to kill my kids so that's why he ends up going to to do that right but that i mean he could have chosen to live a life of peace right somewhere else that's what the uncle chose he he became a, a farmer right uh far away from from where they used to be uh he doesn't take that decision he he wants to go and fight and kill and ultimately die um which is i think extremely toxic it's it's a behavior that a lot of men have right like i don't have any other choice i have to choose violence and yeah that's what happens in the movie and that's why i think it speaks to a lot of guys who want to go and get ripped
1: Is this, uh, I, and I'm making a comparison, again, I compared this to Dark Souls without playing Dark Souls, I'm going to compare it to another piece of media without uh, actually uh, you know, consuming that piece of media. But is this like, and uh, I got it because, and I was going to make this comparison before you brought it up, but uh, is this what Berserk is? Like, is this uh, the, the manga? Like Is that? Is this the same effect?
0: um not so. really berserk is um i would say more akin to the lighthouse it has a lot of erotic themes in it it has a lot of religious themes in it um berserk is about tenderness first and foremost uh guts is a very aggressive and violent character but the point of the story is how he's tempered and ultimately saved by the love of his companions uh, which is not what happens in this movie.
1: yeah not at all. All right well I wanted to throw that out there. All right so um, uh, again like I feel like I'm, I'm concluding this on, on on not a lot but this is while it is a big movie and uh, I, I can appreciate anchors uh, having a lot of a lot of uh, access to that big budget. Uh, I did. I do miss uh, the weirdness and the and the uh, the freedom that I think he had with 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 twenty four. Not a criticism of the movie, of course. You know, this is like when i now. This is like when a band that you really like releases an album that you don't love. Like you still like it, but you know, you're probably gonna re listen to the to their first two albums a lot more. Not that I'm not excited for the next album, and I am absolutely pumped for for whatever he, he decides to do next. Um, I don't have a lot to conclude. I, I, I think I've said my piece. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I do recommend people watch it so that they have their own opinion on, on it. But I am, I am a little bit uh, lukewarm by it. Like I, I, I like it. I didn't love it.
0: You know, yeah. it's definitely a movie I would recommend to anyone. And that's a testament to its, its wide appeal. Right? Like what we talked about, its studio um, at, aim at, at being accessible. 'Cause I I didn't love it, uh I didn't hate it. I think pretty much everyone could watch it and, and it's something I'm comfortable telling, like, hey, you know what? You should watch it, form your own opinion. There's some movies I like where I straight up like, no I know you wouldn't like this or uh well this isn't really your thing, you know, but this this could be anyone's thing, really. It it's not gonna offend anyone too heavily, I would say.
1: Um, do you think that if you recommend this one and they liked it, would you go? Hey, since you like that, check out the lighthouse. Check out the the witch. Like, would you go that far or? or not? Well,
0: it depends on the person. Because, for example, I think my dad would really like this movie. Uh, my dad would hate the the lighthouse and he would hate the witch because he hates horror movies. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, but but if I suggested it to a friend who I knew was also interested in more esoteric shit and they did like it. I would recommend the other movies. Alright.
1: Alright. Well, I think that's a nice it's a nice way to end it. Um anything else you wanna touch in this?
0: Uh no. <laughs> no. Okay.
1: Alright. Well Yeah I think it's a good conclusion there. You know, it it gave me what I wanted, which is uh Naked the Foe. Yeah. And 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 a lot of weirdness, but it is on a on a on a, on a package that I don't know if this will be like the movie that we end up talking a lot about. Like we are still talking about uh the witch and I think we're going to keep talking about the life. I feel like in so, the last
0: 48 minutes, I've said everything I've ever wanted to say about this movie.
1: Yeah, probably not going to think about this for like a few days mm-hmm. from now on. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that concludes everything I don't think uh, we we have anything else to say thank you thank you so much for for coming to the show you're always welcome and thank you everyone for listening uh this was our review of the lighthouse we will be uh we' hopefully uh keep uh, it was the- it was the, the-, the
0: northman not the lighthouse with
1: uh, did I say the yeah lighthouse? uh that, that that that's all i'm thinking about this was also a also review of with-
0: the lighthouse a little bit
1: this was also a review of the lighthouse um uh fun fact it was jimmy's birthday uh on friday and as a, as a birthday gift i got him a, a shirt with uh an image of the foe cursing in the lighthouse and i i, I i'm not saying that i, I don't want to toot my own horn but i am pretty proud of that of that birthday gift i'm i think i think i nailed it that day
0: fantastic person made my year
1: excellent Wonderful, and it's a V-neck, so I know that. So I know, I know that you would like. It. I
0: feel comfy in it. Uh, excellent.
1: How's the quality? Because I've never bought a shirt from Redbubble.
0: Uh, it's it's great. It's really soft. I'm a little bit concerned about its survivability, so I'm gonna hand wash this one. But it's really comfy. All
1: right. How's the printing? Like, does it feel like? How does it feel like low quality? Oh no, I don't, I, I
0: don't think that'll fade ever, baby.
1: Oh great, wonderful! So now I feel now I do feel comfortable ordering like a shirt for myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I used this as a scapegoat. Sorry. All right. So that is our review of the Northman. Thank you so much for joining us. My name was Chema. This was Jimmy. And this was the robot.